what's going on. Happy Friday and welcome to Chatterbox Reds. My name is Nick Kirby. Chatterbox Reds is your daily home for live post-game shows after every Reds game on YouTube and podcasts like you're listening to right now, always available bright and early the morning after every Reds game. We are presented, as always, by Betfred Sportsbook. Well, the Reds and the Diamondbacks played the first of four games at Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona on Thursday night. And Brandon Williamson, he was outstanding again for the Reds. Six innings pitched, six hits, no runs, just one walk, struck out six batters. For the season, Williamson's ERA is all the way down to 4.18, but he has a even three, 3.00 ERA in 10 starts since July 1st. He has been outstanding. Fortunately for the Reds, the Diamondbacks starter on Thursday night, Merrill Kelly, was even better. He only allowed one base runner in seven innings, and that was a double from Noelvi Marte, zero walks, and 12 strikeouts. Bottom of the seventh, after Brandon Williamson left the game, Buck Farmer came in, and boy, did he struggle. He walked the leadoff batter, a batter with a 592 OPS, and then he proceeded to give up three hits. But somehow, some way, Farmer only allowed one run thanks to some boneheaded running by the Diamondbacks on a ball that went off the wall, should have scored multiple runs, they only scored one, got confused on the bases. Merrill Kelly then went back out to throw warm-up tosses in the top of the eighth. He was only at 86 pitches, but then he had to leave the game with an apparent injury. The Diamondbacks went to a lefty. David Bell went to his bench for Nixon Zell, who was just called back up on Thursday for the injured Joey Votto. More on that later. Nixon Zell hit a ball at 101 off the bat that just snuck out down the left field line to tie the game at one. Will Benson struck out, but then Noel V. Marte walked. Marte then stole second base, and then Tyler Stevenson ripped a single up the middle to put the Reds up 2-1. to one. Another big moment of late for Tyler Stevenson. But unfortunately, in the bottom of the eighth, Alex Young came out, he walked the leadoff batter, and then he gave up a two-run home run to Corbin Carroll, pitched right down the middle of the plate. That made it 3-2 Diamondbacks. In the top of the ninth, Spencer Steer did walk, but that would be it for the Reds. Reds drop an absolutely heartbreaker, 3-2 to the Diamondbacks. Here's what David Bell had to say about the game. Come off the mat like that in dramatic fashion. It had to be a gut punch there at the end. Yeah, um... Starting with uh, Brandon Williamson, gave us everything we needed and more uh, tonight. You know, we lost we a lot of games in two days, a lot of innings to cover. So, um, you know, with our bullpen needing a little bit of a break uh, tonight, Brandon stepped in and just gave us a great start. Um, Nixon's out with the big pinch hit homer. Um, Marte had a nice night, uh, walked, stolen base, and then a big hit by Tyler. And, um, you know, give them credit. They battled back and uh, got a big hit from Corbin to win the game. Versus Zell, that's a uh, tough day, obviously. Travel, get off the plane, suit up, and then storybook return. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I give him a lot of credit. He went and uh, worked hard while he was in AAA and came back ready for the opportunity and uh, stayed ready the whole game. And, um, you know, pinch hit. Pinch hitting is difficult, and uh, you know to, to hit a big pinch hit home run like that, like you said, after uh, traveling all day, was 
it felt like we were going to come out on top in that game, and that's why you give the, the D-backs credit there to, to battle back and win it. What you see from Young on that at-bat against Carroll? I mean, obviously, he's a good hitter and uh, um, looked like a, a breaking ball. It just got too much of the plate. Um, he had thrown him one earlier in the in the count and uh, looked like Corbin took a pretty good swing on it, and I think he was just trying to throw a little bit better one right there, and it got too much of the plate. What made Merrill so effective? Merrill Kelly so effective? Yeah, he was great tonight. I mean, he really was. He's uh, he's a tough at bat. Um, you know, his fast, fastball does different things, and uh, he can kind of lull you into being a little bit comfortable up there, and he just keeps making pitches and locating, and uh, he pitches, and that was a great game he, he gave them. And here's what Brandon Williamson had to say about his great start. No comes in a loss, but you had to feel pretty good about what you accomplished tonight. Yeah, I thought I threw the ball pretty well. Felt good. Um, Steele called a great game again. We've been on the same page real well the last, uh, you know, 10 starts. It's just our chemistry's grown and grown, so it's fun. I know the uh, cutter's been a difference maker. Seemed like that again tonight. Was a changeup also a difference maker tonight for you? Yeah. Um, feel like I used it in good counts. Um, it was quality even when it was a ball. Um, you know, just using it in the right times and trying to use it as quality as I can. How did it feel for you to be pitching not only in a, in a game with playoff implications? You know, you haven't done that too often, obviously, in your career. And then also uh, to do it when your bullpen needed a break and to be able to deliver. What was that opportunity for you? Yeah, uh, I mean, I just pitched. I, I didn't try and put any extra stress on it. Just went out and tried to throw as many good quality pitches as I could in a row. Um, you know, you do that, playoffs or not, that's how you get the best results. When another guy's putting up zeros, I know you got to take care of your business and focus on what you're doing, but does that, do you, are you aware of the other guy putting up zeros and you have to match it? Yeah, I mean, it's tough to go out there and be like, man, I have to put up a zero right now. Um, so again, it's just going back to how many times can you execute the right pitch. And here's what Nick Zell had to say about his big moment on Thursday night. Oh, uh, I know it, in the end you guys don't win, but how special of a moment was that for you? Uh, that, that was special for me. That was special for me for a lot of reasons, but uh, yeah, just selfishly for me, that was special. Obviously, it was tough to be sent down, um, but what's your attitude right now? I mean, obviously coming back and doing what you did, does that add to some of the excitement that we saw in the duck? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think that's the attitude, Jim. I think, uh, you know, I was bombed, and uh, but that was the situation. I had to deal with it, and uh, I'm, I had no expectations. You know, I'm, I'm about coming back up, but I'm up, and, um, you know, I love the guys in the locker room, and, I, and we've, we've been through a lot this year, and, and I want to play meaningful games and help them win games, and that was just uh, what you saw tonight. When you were down there, what, how did you use that time down there you know, when you were triple Well, I wasn't down there for too, too long. and But uh, I think there for the first couple of days, it was tough trying to get my mind right to play. Um, but uh, I was with my family, and I felt uh, the more I was with them, the more at peace I was kind of getting with just not expecting too, too much, just kind of just going and focusing on playing baseball and just try to to be the best I could be, and whatever happened, uh, happened. Uh, so I just, that was really just the mindset. One last point on the game, and it's a positive one. How about Noel V. Marte on Thursday? 
On a night the Reds' offense was ice cold, he was fantastic. His double was 111 off the bat. He also walked, stole a base, also hit another ball at 107.5 off the bat that went for an out. Marte also made a really nice play that saved a run. Brandon Williams on the mound. He threw a runner out at the plate. So really good to see Noel V. Marte contributing this early in his young career. All right, in the National League Central, the Brewers were off, so the Reds fall to four games back in the NL Central. And then in the crowded wildcard race, it goes as follows. Philadelphia Phillies hold the first wildcard spot, two and a half games ahead of the third wildcard spot. So they have a two and a half game cushion. Cubs then next. And then the Arizona Diamondbacks hold the third wildcard spot. Reds fall out, but they're just a half game behind the Diamondbacks. Obviously, three more chances against the Diamondbacks over the next three days. The Giants are also tied with the Reds. So very crowded race. Reds are just still three games out of the first wildcard spot, just one game out of the second wildcard spot, and just a half game out of the third wildcard spot. And uh, big, big series coming up. Three more with the Diamondbacks, three with the Cubs, then four. I'm sorry, three with the Giants, then four with the Cubs. All right, well, Trace Fowler went live right after the game ended. I was unable to join Trace because right as we were about to go live, my phone started going off with tornado sirens, so I had to go uh, make sure everyone was safe. I did join Trace a little later on in the show, as you'll hear, but nonetheless, Trace, as always, held down the fort, gave some good passion and insight into the Reds' tough loss. On Thursday night. If we're going to be honest, if we're going to be honest, that one hurts. That one hurts. Reds lose 3-2. Uh, there, there are games in which are momentum swinging games. I think that, quite frankly, tonight, I, I really felt this in my heart. I, I, I did have a gut feeling there was a chance we weren't going to hold on to that lead once we got it, just because this bullpen has been so damn good for so long that it, you just expect at some point they, 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 they weren't going to answer the bell and Really, it was one guy. It was Alex Young, so I don't want to make too much of it. Um, I, I actually thought in my mind it was going to be Alexis Diaz, which we didn't even get a chance to see if that was going to be the case. I don't mean to put any ill will out there, but I thought, you know, Alexis is, uh, has been has been unbelievable this year. Um, I thought maybe that was going to be the situation, but my God, did it not? It didn't even get a chance to get there. Didn't even get a chance to get there. I don't know where to start because I have a lot of thoughts about this baseball game. I have a lot of a, a lot of things that I think that we should be proud about, and I think there's some things that we should just be honest with ourselves about. And um, perhaps maybe we can all meet somewhere in the middle. Um, but this is one where you felt like again stealing games is one of those things I keep bringing up, I keep talking about. But we felt like we felt, I feel like we should have stole this game. We should have stole this game. They they the, 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 let's be honest, the Diamondbacks did their very best to give it away. They did their very best to give it away. The biggest moment in the game, let's be honest, was the bases loaded situation, nobody out. And for lack of a better term, the Diamond Packs absolutely botched this. They botched it. They botched it. Uh, for those that didn't watch the game, there was a, a, a basically a, a base hit uh, to, to right field. And for whatever reason, and by a base hit, I'm talking about a ball that bounced off the wall. I mean, it, it looked like an easy double. Ball bounces off the wall. Will Benson gets it cleanly. To be fair to Will, he got it in cleanly. And for whatever reason, the third base coach decided he was going to hold up the guy at third base, so only allowing one run to score. 
Uh, the um, guy rounding first base was was heading to second, rightfully so, in my opinion. It looked like an easy double, uh, but instead you had two men caught out in no man's land. The guy at third base made a mistake and uh, decided he was going to try to take home because he seen that the, that they were in a little bit of a predicament. And uh, sure enough, throw uh, make the play at the plate. Uh, guys out, left with uh, left with thir- first and second, uh, with one out, and he only end up giving up one run in that inning. And and you, and you, again, you felt like a situation where that might have been a pivotal moment, and it was a pivotal moment because in the top of the eighth, Nick Senzel, uh, with with the biggest home run of his career. Um, I, I maybe maybe that's a strong word to say, but I'll tell you right now, if the Reds were able to hold on to win. You can say whatever you want from a momentum swinging standpoint, from a meaningful baseball standpoint. I thought that was Nixon Zell's moment. I thought it was Nixon Zell's moment. And quite frankly, that gave the Reds uh, just just a tie. It was just a tie, one-to-one at the time. And then, sure enough, the guy that obviously we've been saying, he's got to get it going for this Reds team to have a chance, Tyler Stevenson. you got to give him credit. Big two-out hit, scores uh, Noel V. Marte. And then you bring in a guy that's left-handed, probably... Probably to face Corbin Burns, or not Corbin Burns, I'm an idiot, Corbin Carroll. Probably to face Corbin Carroll. He had one, I don't say he had one job, but it felt like he had one job, right? One job. Walks a guy, and then, you know what? I said this on the tweet, I still mean it. Don't 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 come at me with this. Oh, he made one bad pitch, and, 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 he, and he faced a guy in Corbin Carroll who's going to be the NL uh, Rookie of the Year. And, and, and Corbin Carroll just made a great play, and you can't do nothing about it. He, he was he was terrible. He was terrible. Alex Young made multiple horrible pitches in that at bat. Now I'll give Carroll credit. Drove the ball out of the ballpark, you know. And and to be to be fair, that's a big time play by him. That's a big by play. Uh, it's a big time play by him. And I'm not going to get into this whole analytical debate of all of the things. You know, sometimes guys have to make plays. But I will say this: I think in big time moments and big time games, throw you can throw analytics out the window uh, to a, to a certain extent. Some guys can 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 be a gamer and game up, make good pitches in big moments, and some guys can't. Alex Young, Alex Young, I don't know if he's that guy. And I know that, I know it's easy to say tonight. I'm just saying in general terms, Alex Young when he comes into the game, I, I don't know. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't have any chance in hell at helping us for the rest of the year. But of all the guys, Alex Young's one of the one of the few guys that I would say I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about. Perhaps I'm I'm scarred because of the situation when he came in with the bases loaded against the uh, against the Yankees, and uh, Anthony Rizzo decided he was going to hit an absolute tank job off of Alex Young too. This isn't the first time he's given up a big time home run in a game. But here we are, here we are. So let's get into it. All right, uh, let's get into it. Uh, first thing was on the rundown. It's coming. It's coming. And the reason I said it's coming is because this bullpen has been so good for so long, you knew at some point they were going to blow a lead and or blow a save. I thought tonight there was a chance that maybe you're going to blow a, blow a save, like I said, with uh, with Alexis Diaz. And I don't I don't mean to bring that negative energy into 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 this chat and into the into the universe. But at some point, we all know it's it's 162 games. This is going to happen. Now, I would I would I would venture to say that tonight maybe it hurts a little bit more, but in general terms. This was this this was going to happen. We got it out of the way. I'm not suggesting that it can't happen again now, but in, in in all honesty, we have to we have to give a little bit of grace to this bullpen. A little bit of grace. And the sad thing is it's really only one guy. That's the thing that stinks. It's only one guy. Alex Young didn't do his job tonight. 
And, 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 and to be fair to Alex, like I said before, has he been horrendous this year? No. It, it, but, but again, we had six outs to get. We got six outs to get. If you're telling me we only got six outs to get and we had all the guys in the, in the bullpen that perhaps we had available to us, um, I don't know if Alex Young's the guy. I know why he got brought in. He got brought in because of analytics. I'm not going to sit here and say that that's a horrible decision one way or the other because ultimately you don't know what would have happened if you bring in some other guys. Uh, Sims has had some trouble throwing strikes, so I, I can't sit here and say that he's been nails. But, um, man, good for Corbin Carroll, though. I mean, good for Corbin Carroll. He hadn't had a home run in forever. He was due. Had a, had a good game. Two for four, home run. What are you, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do? Uh, let's jump into Brandon Williamson because I think that's probably the the spot that I want to try to try to try to lean into here a little bit. Uh, I, I keep seeing, you know, here's the thing about me that I, that I that I that I don't always love. I, I like to see the guys that do it. You know, I like to see the guys that do it. When the, when the lights get bright, some guys get better. They do. That's that's how it goes. Brandon Williamson's been that guy. He's gotten better. He's gotten more comfortable. He's made good start after good start after good start. And everybody wants to sit here and act like this is a fluke. You can keep acting like it's a fluke. And maybe, you know what, maybe he wears off. Maybe you can say that perhaps, you know, this is just a flash in the pan. And I'm not going to sit here and, and scream and say that it's it's not a flash in the pan. But I, I'm going to tell you right now that, in all honesty, um, I, I think Brandon Williamson is starting to look like a guy going into next year that you're going to rely on. You're going to rely on. And you might tell me that, you know, you might sit here and tell me that, that there's too many guys that that, that are going to probably be in the starting rotation next year and Brandon, Brandon Williamson is, is on the outside looking in. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that. I, I see people on the X app and things like that. I mean, we're talking about Connor Phillips. We're talking about Rhett Louder. I mean, we're talking about guys that literally haven't thrown one pitch in Major League Baseball. I get why you might think that, but I'm just saying, they haven't thrown one pitch in Major League Baseball and we're automatically assuming they're going to be better than him. I'm not so sure that Nick Lodolo is going to come back and be a guy. So before we sit here and start casting stones about a guy that's actually done in the big leagues, let's just pump the brakes a little bit. He might be better than you think. He looks better than you think. I can tell you that. I think Brandon Williamson is actually, if you just take away all the all the metrics, and, you, and, you, and again, you can sit here and say the analytical portion of, of Brandon Williamson, maybe he's not great. He's walked a bunch of guys in, in AAA. He's walked a bunch of guys uh, in his minor league career, this, that, and the other. But I'll tell you this, right now in his major league career, he looks like he's nails. He looks like a guy, when he takes the ball, he's ready to go. He's a competitor. He's got a little Graham Ashcraft in him, if you want my opinion. And again, maybe maybe it's a flash in the pan. Maybe, Trace, oh, you're overreacting. I, I don't believe I am. I don't believe I am. And you might sit here and say that, you know, oh, that's just, just unrealistic to expect a guy that had a 70 RA in the minors to come up here and, and continue to throw like this, this, that, and the other. I'm just telling you, some guys are built different. When they get up to the bright lights in the, in the game Again, again, the game gets magnified. They are at their best, and some guys aren't. A la Alex Young. I already spoke a little bit about the bullpen. I think we just got to move on, guys. I think we got to move on. I know it's frustrating. I know we're all pissed off right now to a certain extent. I'm going to say something right now that you might not agree with, that you might not love. The whole David Bell thing right now in the chat, I don't get it, guys. I really don't get it. I'm all about, I'm all about criticizing David Bell when he does something that we should criticize him for. But you can't be the boy who cried wolf here with David Bell. Well, what, 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 I mean, yeah, you want to sit here and say, oh, he brought in Alex Young, this, that, and the other. Alex Young needs to make some damn pitches. How about we get on him? Quit worrying about David Bell. Make a pitch. Make a pitch. You threw like three balls right down the damn middle. Horrible. 
It was disgusting. In fact, he got away with the pitch right before that. He hung a, he hung a breaking ball to Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll just missed it, fouled it back. And, and even the, the broadcaster said, ooh, Corbin Carroll just missed that one. That was a bad pitch. What did he do two pitch later? He threw another one. Is that David Bell's fault? I guess, oh, he can't. Every single time he comes in, it's somebody else's fault. Oh, by the way, how many runs did the Reds score? Two runs? We scored two runs. How many hits do we have? I think we had three hits. We're sitting here screaming about David Bell. We had three hits. That's a problem. I've been telling you, I've been telling you for weeks upon weeks upon weeks, we have a major problem. And you can sit here and say that they're all young and all that, and that's all good and well. And it is. To a certain extent, it is. I'm not. I'm not overreacting from a franchise standpoint. I'm not overreacting because I think that the, that that we're all doomed and these guys aren't any good. This, that, and the other. But to sit here and just to sit here and genuinely look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Okay, this team should 100% make the postseason," which I don't know how many people are saying that. But my point to those people that are screaming and yelling about David Bell and and and, and we got to do a better job and, and and Alex Young shouldn't come in. Let me tell you something. If this offense can't have better at bats, and you know what, you can say you can say whatever you want in general about what's going on before. Okay, you can say whatever you want in general about what's going on before in regards to uh, what David Bell's done, bringing guys in out of the bullpen, not bullpen. This offense has to be better. If they're not better, forget it. To a certain extent, guys, is the season over? Of course it's not over. Of course it's not over. But I think we're in a position now where if we're not gonna if we're not gonna at least be honest with ourselves and say that this offense has to be better, we have to get healthy. And 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 again, you can call it whatever you want, but we need a spark. And these young guys, they are they are who they are. They're young. These are the these are the dog days of the summer. This is the tough part of the season. Uh, they said at the beginning of the broadcast, a lot of these young rookies have never played baseball this long. They've never played baseball this long. Maybe it catches up to them. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I think we got fooled, and I say we got fooled. That's that's not the right term to use. I, I, again, I'm trying not to be pessimistic about it too much because again, it's just one game. But at the same time, you look back at the uh, you look back at the uh, Angels series, and they gifted us some opportunities too, right? I mean, they gifted us some opportunities. If they catch the ball cleanly in that series, are we talking about an offense that hasn't been able to score many runs at all? I you'd like to you start to think that's the case. You start to think that's the case. If somebody plays clean defensive baseball against us and they have a decent pitcher going, and I say decent, like just a good or above average pitcher right now, I don't know if we score more than three runs. Um, I don't know if we score more than three runs. So, you know, I, I I get that maybe you can say I'm overreacting about this, but I've been saying for a month this offense is not they're not cutting it, and it's not been cut. So. It's a shame. The reason it hurts so much and the reason it's a shame is because the, start, the starting pitching has overperformed or, 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 or exceeded our expectations. Do you remember uh, 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 not that long ago when, when everybody was just screaming and yelling about how this team needed to go get a starting pitching? It almost reminded me of, uh, it, it was almost deja vu with the beginning of the year when everybody was screaming and yelling and telling me that we need to go get a bullpen. And, and the starting pitching I could buy into a little bit more because that, that clearly seemed like an area of need, of obvious need. But starting pitching hasn't been the problem, and it's not been the problem since the All-Star break. I don't know how you fix this offense. I don't think you can fix it. I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'll be honest. I think you just got to live with it, and the results are what they are, and you just got to know that deep down in your soul of your soul, this team is young. This team's probably not supposed to be playing as well as they've been playing, and let's just see where it goes. Tonight hurts like a you-know-what. It hurts. 
Uh, but but I wouldn't over I wouldn't overreact in the sense of thinking that you know that you shouldn't be proud and you shouldn't be excited about what the future holds because I still think these guys are studs. I still think these guys are studs. Noelve Marte looks looks he looks like a guy. I, I get that he might not be producing at the level in which we'd all hope. CES is definitely not producing from a power standpoint the level we'd all hope. But they they they're getting great experience right now. And I know that seems like a terrible moral victory right this second, and it is. It feels disgusting, but that's the truth. Let's not lose sight of the truth, people. Let's let's not lose sight of the truth. All right, Votto to the IL uh, this is a big. This is big. This is big. I'm not going to take any pride in telling everybody. If you just listen to me every so often, you might get some get somewhere. But what what I I honestly, and I'm not trying to speculate too heavily here. I honestly think this was an opportunity to give Votto a little bit of a break. Let him try to get his mind right. Perhaps he had a little bit of an issue with the shoulder. I don't think he's hurt significantly. Now, I could be completely wrong, okay? I could be completely wrong. Uh, it's very speculative what I'm saying right now. Very, very speculative. For everybody that thinks that he's done for the rest of the year, I think that's crazy talk. I really do. I think this was a situation where he was struggling really, really bad. Mentally, he needed to get a little bit of a break. They couldn't afford him just sitting to get his break. They couldn't afford Joey Votto being on the active roster, taking a two and three games off. They just couldn't do that right now. So what do they do? You can say Trace, that's not true. This is this is that's a lie. Blah blah blah. I think it's roster manipulation at its finest. They've been doing it all year long. And and, and again, if Major League Baseball allows you to do it, then so be it. But I think it's roster manipulation. And I think that uh, Joey Votto decided that you know what, we're going to go on the ten day IL, see if we can't get some things right. See if we can't get back to our old self. And by old self, I mean just a little bit better than what he was before he started sliding. Not talking about the Joey Votto of old, because that's gone. That's gone. I've been trying to tell everybody that's gone for a while. Maybe you see it now. Maybe you don't. I don't know, but it's gone. Um, if it is Joey Votto's uh, last hurrah in, in a Reds uniform in regards to we've seen the end of it, that's a sad situation. I, I just can't imagine that. I'm, I'm going to refuse to believe that. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just a situation where, you know, we're using an excuse of a little bit of a shoulder injury to get a break, a mental break. Trey Mancini was probably the reason. They, they probably had an understanding that this was going to happen. And um, sure enough, I'm assuming Trey Mancini is going to come in at some point and, and try to take some of what Joey Votto was, uh, his role was, and see if he can't play a little bit better clip. But that's where we're at. He's, he's 39 years old. I mean, I know it's hard for some people to believe, but this is it. This is it. I try telling us to to enjoy it as long as we can, but this is the end of the this is the end of the road, which is sad as hell. I mean, the more I think about it, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow because he's been uh, he's basically been a red my whole life that I've that I've grown up watching the Reds, the best red that I've ever seen. Um, I love Joey Votto. I think he's been unbelievable for this franchise. The problem is, is that uh, you can also be realistic in just saying that this is uh, this is not a guy that's going to probably be beneficial towards a playoff run and be helpful uh, all that much. And and maybe maybe he can get hot for 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 a week or something along those lines. But I just don't expect that to happen. I don't expect it to happen. I think Nick is is getting ready to be back in here. So thankfully, Nick is uh, is is not is not hurt from any tornadoes. So perhaps that's the best news of the night. Nick, thanks for coming in here. I know that, uh, unfortunately, you had some some weather situations. I'm sure that, plus how this game ended, was a little difficult. I don't want to kill these young guys, Nick, because uh, they're young. <laughs> I think that if, you know, 
this team's supposed to. I guess I sound like I sound like a a, a, a a participation trophy guy right now, Nick. But the best way I can explain my thought process with all these young guys is I don't think in a million years they should be expected or ever expected to be hitting in as big of moments as they are right now. And if without them, without them, we'd been toast long ago. So it's uh, I can't really I can't really get upset at the at the hand that feeds us. So you're safe though. You feeling good, Nick? Are you all right? Yeah, yeah. I just clicked to log on, and uh, all of a sudden, I hear like both of our phones going with that big tornado sound. It's like, oh crap! Well, so uh, yeah, I had to I had to bring the kids down here because this is the basement, you know. And it was like one of those, I guess, like really quickly tornado warnings because it was off in like twenty minutes. But whatever. Yeah, I didn't really get to see the end of this. I mean, I, I'm sure you covered it all. You know, look, Merrill Kelly is a really, really good pitcher. I mean, this is a guy probably not as household of a name as some other guys, but I mean, he's got an ERA just over three the last two years. I think this this offense is going to struggle against really good pitching um, for the most part. You know, these are young guys. These are guys that really good pitchers are able to expose some of their weaknesses as they're learning the game. So, but yeah, I mean, hey, it was nice to see Nick Senzel have that moment. Good for him. Just a shame. The only thing I would add about that kind of the bullpen conversation is I, I really wonder who was available tonight. The Reds, uh, as we'll get to here in a minute with the tomorrow starters, they they moved Brett Kennedy, who was supposed to start tomorrow, to the bullpen. And I'm assuming that's probably because they were like, oh, crap, we don't have a lot of guys available. So that's why the whole Buck Farmer, Alex Young, who was available? I, I have no idea who was available. I think there probably was several guys that weren't. That that That's maybe the the biggest, uh, you know. Lucas uh, Sims un- has to be available, though, right? Maybe, uh, maybe, or may- maybe Diaz wasn't available, and so it's like I, I bet I'm only going to save Sims okay. for the night. You know, one of one of those. Things. I know, but D- Diaz had to be available because I mean, ultimately he threw yesterday in a five run game because they were just trying to make sure that he had some. You know, he 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 stayed somewhat fresh. Like the, the Diaz was available, he had to be. And it, to your to be fair to your point, I guess you could say that he was he's hurt or something behind the scenes, and maybe David Bell has explained that. Here's where I'm at with it, Nick. I think we need to be careful. Um, we need to be careful on on where we go in a game where we have three hits, and we start to make the main priority about who it is that we brought in out of the bullpen in the eighth inning. And and and, and he gave up. Uh, he gave up. He gave up a home run. I get it, and I guess that's that's a big storyline. I'm not naive to that. But Nick, we had three hits. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's the story. That's you know it's Reds offense, young offense got dominated by a good pitcher. I mean, right. really, you you can get in the weeds about everything else, but you're right. I mean, that's the story of the game. Uh, Nixon Zell made it feel a little different because he hit a big hit. If that yep. doesn't happen, it's all about the offense and the whole bullpen moves don't even matter. So yeah, yeah you're, you're Tyler good. Stevenson too. Shout out Tyler Stevenson. Yeah, yeah, good for those guys. You know. Uh, Reds, like it or not, need those two guys down the stretch. Uh, maybe not every day, but they're going to need those guys in certain spots. Yeah, I mean, I think if you took the blinders off, and by blinders, maybe that's not the right term to use. But if you were, a, if you were a, uh, let's just say, if you were a, a fan of another team, right, and you looked at this Reds team, I think you'd say they're cute. I think that's the term I would use. Like I, I'd be like that. This is a cute team. Like they, they got some, they got some young guys that are fun to watch. They're, 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 you know, they're pretty good. But I wouldn't be scared of them. I, I, you know, I'd be like these guys are. They are what they are. They're not that. They're not that. 
they're just not there yet. You know, got guys like Martini, got guys like Trey Mancini that you're getting ready to rely on. You got guys like Nixon Zell. You got guys like Tyler Stevenson. You got guys like Stuart Fairchild. You got guys like Henry Ramos hitting in big moments the past two weeks. It, let's be honest with ourselves. Do we want to be honest with ourselves or not? I mean, that's that in and of itself. What I just said, what I just ran through, uh, you, it's 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 hard to sit here with a straight face and be like, yeah, hey, yeah, the postseason is a failure if we don't get there. I mean, uh, we we got. I mean, you you just you just heard who I said. Are we close, Nick? I think we're close. I think we're very close. And the beautiful thing is, the reason we're close is because a bunch of young guys that are going to get better and better and better are going to be here for the next three, four, five years. That's the beautiful thing about all this. The the the, the pessimistic side is what I just said. Yeah, and, and you know, going to face some crappy pitching down the stretch, which I think is we've said before. That's I think what's going to give the Reds a, a chance. It's going to give them a chance. You're, you're not, right. You're not going to see Merrill Kelly's very often in September. Right. You're going to see, you know. But it does it does it does beg the question like what's the what's the what's the realistic. Uh, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, this is where it's kind of hard to, to, to figure out what exactly it is that we're, what, that we're looking for. What are, what are red fans want? You know, like, I, I mean, ob- the obvious thing is to just keep winning and winning and winning, but it's like, you know, that's where I keep, I, I have like this strong, like this, this, this weird thing with me. It's like, what, what do I want? Do I, do I just want to make the postseason? Cause I know this sounds crazy and maybe I'm wrong about this and tell me if I'm wrong chat. Um, if the Reds, if the Reds were to make the postseason and they had an a la Atlanta Braves series moment where they go down there and right now they can't score, they can't score for for you know what, kids show they 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 have a hard time scoring. If they go and they play uh, two games where they get you know two runs and one run, is that is that a, is that more of a monkey on the back than if it was just like they finish three games behind the wild card and they go into next season as like a fresh start? I know that seems crazy to say, but I'm I guess I'm. I'm being kind of honest about it. It, it kind of feels like I know people are going to be like, "Are you kidding me? Are you are you suggesting that it's better to not make the postseason than to make the postseason?" I'm not doing that. I'm just kind of painting a picture of like, where's the end of the road here? Because I don't, I, I I don't expect, I just don't, I don't expect to have a whole lot of success in the postseason when you face really really good arms because that's what you're going to face. I don't know how I would even respond if people if the Reds make the postseason and and don't perform well and people lose their their minds after like the initial shock of it like what are we doing here right <laughs> um, but hey you know the one thing this team does have uh, it, it, you watch it you watch a game like tonight and you're like yeah, how would this team win a playoff series with this this offense right now the one thing they do have though is, is if they get good pitching which they have guys that are definitely capable of good pitching. The Reds can manufacture some runs. It doesn't take a whole lot. Like Ellie right. De La Cruz mishits a ball and he can create a run out of nothing. That's where, you know, you could get lucky and steal a couple games here and there. But yeah, I mean, if you're looking up and down this lineup, probably not going to have a lot of success against great pitchers in the postseason. But you yeah. never know. They're they're small, very small series. They are. I mean, three game series are a joke. If we're being completely honest, in a, in a grand scheme of 162 games, I I, I would be, uh, you know, how disappointed would you be if you were, you know, one of the 
you know, uh, the Brewers, right? I mean, I, I'm just, I just keep imagining the Brewers having to play the Reds by them sneaking into the postseason and the Reds beat them in a three-game series. Like, how di- how disgusting would that be if you're a Brewers fan? But, you know, hey, that's part of the game. That's why you that's why you got to have one of the two best records in the National League not have to have to worry about that. But, uh, listen, to be clear, I know people in the chat probably are wondering what the hell I'm talking about. I just all, all I'm trying to say is that at the end of it, are you happy regardless? That's kind of what I'm getting at. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I, I, I get that we should, we should hope that we're going to make the postseason just to get experience under the belt of all these guys. And if you do make the postseason, you get hot. You never know. But uh, I'm just, I'm just trying to paint a picture of uh, the, the, the happiness of what this, what this season will bring, regardless of, of the outcome of winning a World Series, is probably going to be sorrow in some capacity. But, um, but anyway, moving forward, you didn't get a chance to here to discuss the Devado to the IL thing. I, I, I kind of went on a little bit of a uh, a spree about just kind of my thoughts on it. Your overall assessment of the Devado to the IL and, and what it means. Yeah, I mean, there, there clearly was something not right. Um, you know, a stat that I like to use is expected weighted on base average. And it has flaws. Like a guy like TJ Friedel, I think, clearly significantly outperforms that stat. But Joey Votto, since the All-Star break, like, it wasn't bad luck. It was just his number was the worst on the team. It was by far, it, it was really ugly. Um, and, and so he was clearly dealing with something a little bit more. Um, it's unfortunate, man. It stinks. You know, it, it stinks. It, first, it was really cool that Joey Votto came back and really helped give this team a spark and was a huge part of that 12 game win streak. So like, I hope this isn't the end for Joey Votto, but if it is, I know people are like, oh, what a terrible way to go. Eh, I don't know. I mean, he had that moment in that 12-game win streak where he had the 12th game, hit two home runs. That was really, really cool. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I know Nick Crawl said, oh, we're hoping it's just 10 days rest and he'll be back. Kind of like, yeah, I don't. That that seems. You don't think so? I, I think that's part of it, Nick. I really do. I mean, obviously, if somebody starts overperforming, then, then, then they might try to extend it a little bit longer, but. I, I don't I don't think he's hurt. I don't think he's I don't think he's all that hurt. No, I just think the guy's struggling really really bad. He's old, you know. He's he's older. He he's not he he's he's basically chaffing to cheat. What 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 my eyes are telling me. And again, this is all entirely speculative. So I I don't want this to this to be like something that 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 Trace knows something or something like that. My eyes tell me, Nick, that he's having to cheat to try to catch up to to fastballs that he never he never had to cheat. To, to catch up to before 94 mile an hour fastballs that are just just a little elevated he's not able to get to unless he's cheating to try to get to it and what I mean by cheating is is he's he's just assuming that a fastball is coming and as soon as it's thrown he's ready to pounce on it well the problem with that is, is as soon as the league starts to figure out that you're cheating to try to catch up to a fastball they're just going to start throwing change-ups and off-speed pitches that appear like fastballs and that's why you see these ugly goofy looking swings on change-ups time and time and time and time again because he just has to, he tries it. He has to get himself going a little bit sooner than he ever had to before, and that's just old age. That's that's just old age. That's all that is. I mean, you can sit here and say that maybe it's the shoulder, this, that, and the other, and I, and I would venture to say that his shoulder, in my opinion, again, this is hugely speculative. It's 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 not all that different than what he than what he had when he first started when he came back. The difference is is that the league adjusted to what he is now, and unfortunately, he's in a tough predicament. Because he's hitting, he's hitting without the the reactionary time that it probably requires to play at the big league level, and we'll see if he's able to kind of reset. Maybe he does have a little bit of a problem in the shoulder, but 
I don't think we've seen the end of him. I don't. I think Joey Votto is smart enough to say, you know what? I need a little bit of a break. Let me see if I can't rest up a little bit and get ready to go down the down the end of the stretch. And maybe, Nick, maybe, if we can all say a little prayer, maybe he takes like 10, 15, 20 days off, comes back at the end of September, and he does exactly what he did when he first came back. Because that's the guy that we need. Yeah, and you could, you know, maybe pick your spots with him too. You know, maybe you don't have to play him every day. You yeah, know, maybe, that's a great hey, point too. Because right now guy, they have to play guy, him every day. This guy doesn't have great off-speed stuff. He's probably going to have to throw the fastball to Votto. Let's play him against that guy. Let's play some other guys, others. And you pick and right. choose your matchups. But one last point is, I just want to make sure, like, we're very clear on this. Joey Votto gave the Reds more this year than we ever could have hoped for. If you were ever, anyone here. being realistic going into this year, I think there's a lot of people that are very unrealistic. It wasn't They weren't fair to Joey Votto at all. He's given the Reds way more than they ever could have hoped for this year already. And if, if by chance this is his last game, I think he went out on an incredible note this year because he, he outperformed at least for those first three, four, whatever weeks it was, way more than I thought he would. So all the credit in the world to him for coming back from a brutal injury and producing and uh, helping this team get to the point where they're at. I couldn't. You couldn't have said it any better, man. You couldn't have said it any better. I know that many people, you know, wanted to scream and yell about Joey Votto. He doesn't need to play. Uh, he doesn't need to platoon, this, that, and the other. He's a Hall of Famer. Put him in the lineup no matter what. That's just being unrealistic. It's being unrealistic. And it's not fair to Joey. And I would I would argue that the point that you made there towards the end is probably the best point of the night. Joey Votto was put in a position the last three weeks that was unfair to Joey Votto. This lineup was thin, that we had injuries. Jake Fraley's out. And it's a situation where he has to play. He has to play against guys he would otherwise never have to face, and it's just exposed to him more than it, more than it you would like to admit. And it got to the point now where the Reds had to make a move. They they made a move, and and, and again, I think Trey Mancini was the move. I could be completely off on that. Maybe you could argue Nixon Zell's the answer. This that, and the other. Trey Mancini, I think, was picked up. They got a guy. They then, at that point, once they got that guy, they were like, okay, we're going to send Trey Mancini down to Louisville, let him get a little bit of, uh, you know, maybe a game or two under his belt, and then we're going to bring him up here, and he's going to be the replacement for Joey Votto until Joey Votto is in a position where we get Jake Fraley back, and at that point, if we have those guys going, then I think we can bring Joey Votto back once rosters expand, Nick, and when, when rosters expand, I think then you can pick your spots with Joey Votto that seem to make a little more sense. Again, maybe I'm overselling it. Maybe he truly is hurt. I think it's roster manipulation at its finest. I, I truly believe that. I think they're going to wait until the September call-up situation. Rosters expand. Joey Votto gets to be able to kind of platoon a little bit more. He's a spot starter when it when it makes the most sense. And we all move on. Joey Votto has another moment in him. I really do believe that. I Maybe I'm wrong. I think Joey Votto has another moment in him. That's not the end of Joey Votto's career by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's actually, in my opinion, it's a smart move by the Cincinnati Reds to make Again, decisions that might not be popular to a fan base, but it should be the right play moving forward. I know Joey Votto has been a, a legacy player here, but you can't treat him entirely different than you would anybody else to a certain extent if you're trying to make the postseason, and that's what the Reds are trying to do. They're trying to make the postseason. I'm not buying into Votto is done. I'm not buying into it. Now, call me naive. I'm not, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just uh, 
Uh, and the one thing, the reason that I feel so strong about this, Nick, is because this isn't the first time. And you can say, "Oh, well, you know, it's always been a, it's always been a coincidence." This ain't the first time the Reds have been have used the IL for roster manipulation this year. They've done it time and time again. So you know what? They're going to continue to do it until they get slapped in the wrist for it, or or they're told that they can't do certain things. And it's kind of hard to prove, you know, roster manipulation through an IL stint. So you know, I I. I I guess I'll I'll be proved right or wrong. We'll see. But Joey Votto's career is not over. So don't don't I wouldn't go to bed tonight thinking that he's done. I like it. All right, some Reds MILB, Nick. Let's uh let's 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 hit it hard. Hit it hard in the paint because we need some good news. Well, we got some good news out at AAA. Louisville, they won 6-5 over Toledo. Bats now 65 and 56 on the season and Trey Mancini can't have a much better debut. Uh, than he did tonight. Three for four, two home runs and a double. Uh, one of his home runs and double came off left-handed pitcher Joey Wentz, uh, who's actually made 17 starts this season for the Detroit Tigers. So uh, not exactly just a, a, a scrub AAA guy. This is a guy that has pitched in the big leagues this year. So that is, I think, a leave and a little bit more encouraging. Uh, Jose Barrera tonight, one for four with a double, two hard hit balls. Uh, Christian Roa pitched pretty well outside of some walks, five innings, just two runs, six strikeouts. Uh, TJ Antone uh, continues, I guess, to probably get closer. Uh, another scoreless inning for him tonight. And then Daniel Duarte uh, also had a scoreless inning. Uh, Chattanooga, they won 18 to nothing tonight over Tennessee. That's the Cubs affiliate. So good to see that. Uh, resigns and just continued his great year. Two for four. Triple walk, stole base, 18th of the year. Blake Dunn was three for five. Uh, shout out to James Free. He had two home runs tonight. He's got 14 on the year. And then uh, Sam Ben Schuster, I haven't talked about him a lot. Uh, five shutout innings, just allowed one hit, struck out seven. A guy that's had a really bad year, but I know he's a guy the Reds like because they actually sent him to the Fall League last year. Um, so good for him having a big start uh, tonight. And then uh, the Dayton Dragons, they lost 3 2. Uh, not a whole lot going on this one. Edwin Arroyo 0 for 4. Sal Stewart 1 for 4. Carlos Jorge 0 for 4. But Hector Rodriguez in his first at-bat at high A uh, doubled, so good for him. And then uh, the Daytona Tortugas, they lost 2-1. Not a whole lot going on this one as well. Cam Collier, 1-5. for five. Um, Alan Serta made his debut. He was 0-4 with three strikeouts. Alan Serta coming back from injury. They sent him to Daytona. He was actually up at Chattanooga at one point last year. That's your resume. I'll be presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Uh, one one quick thing here before we get into who, what, when, where, and why. Um, all right, Nick. Yeah, you got, you, you, <laughs> my you, lights are flickering. You got a tornado coming or what, brother? I mean, I, listen. <laughs> oh, if you got to no, ditch man. the show, if you got to ditch the show for a tornado, I think everyone if would I understand. Cut out, you'll know what happened. Yeah, I mean, let's all send a prayer for Nick Kirby. Yeah, that, 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 let's not talk about that. We don't. We, we got we got a lot of more morbid folks in the chat tonight talking about Joey Votto being absolutely done and washed and all this and then now Nick Kirby's going to be gone um here's the thing the Cubs series is the series in my opinion now I guess if you could argue that if the, if, the, if the Reds were to get swept by the by the uh the Diamondbacks that that pretty much could could, could that, that could finish them but hey the Reds only have to win one game in this series to hold the tiebreaker to the Diamondbacks so to be clear and again, I'm not suggesting I only want to win one game, Nick. But if they win one game, they do hold the tiebreaker against the Diamondbacks. If they do that, I mean, that's basically, again, that's a two-game swing. Uh, if they split with the Diamondbacks, even better. That's basically like winning the series in my mind. So, you know, they got three games left. 
Uh, tonight didn't go the way we wanted it to, but again, to sit here and think that this is a huge, 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 huge uh, situation that we have to where to where we're doomed, I don't think so. I think the Cubs series is the series. If you're going to point to one series, I think that's it. You got them at home. You got a chance to right your wrongs from what happened in Wrigley. You got a chance to gain ground on somebody right in front of you that, that that's holding up uh, certainly a spot that in the wild card. And I get the Diamondbacks are right there and the Giants are right there. We, we have we we have plenty of baseball in front of us to, to take care of business. But again, you take three of four from the Cubs, you sweep the Cubs. And I don't know if you looked at the pitching matchup or what the expected pitching matchup is for that series, but it lines up pretty nicely. The Cubs are throwing uh, three guys in that in that uh, in that stretch of games where that's not three of their worst arms, if you will. And the Reds have the three of their best guys going, so it, it lines up appropriately. Hopefully, we can get to that series without you know absolutely. Uh, shit in the bed. Sorry, kid show. But if we don't do that and we can get to the Cubs series, I'm telling you, that's the season. Because after the Cubs series, like you said, we don't face that many good arms the rest of the year. Um, I just genuinely think that uh, uh, we're uh, overreacting is a strong word. I don't think that's the case. I just think that we're in a position where we're all frustrated. It's 110 in the morning on the East Coast that many of us are up watching the Reds and, and, and you know, you get you get a big hit from Nick Senzel and Tyler Stevenson, man. You you feel like you can't let that you can't let that go to waste. It's you don't you don't get that that often, you know? You feel like you feel like you let one go. But nonetheless, uh who, what, when, where, and why, and uh, we'll keep it moving. Yeah, it would have been four comeback wins in a row if the Reds had hung on tonight. Jeez. Tomorrow, uh Brandon fought be going for the Diamondbacks. His last start was outstanding against the Padres. Seven innings, one hit, no runs. Uh, fought face the Reds. It was the time he rejoined the Diamondbacks rotation for the first time. You might remember that game. Absolutely dominated the Reds. He only allowed one hit uh, through the first five and a third innings. But then he gave up back-to-back-to-back home runs to Friedel, McLean, and Fraley. So, capable pitcher, really talented guy out of Louisville. Uh, went to Bellarmine University, top 25 prospect this year. Um, been up and down, hopefully the Reds. The, the second time they saw him, this guy probably hasn't faced a lot of teams twice so far in his career. So hopefully the Reds can can be on him and give him a, a put up a big put up a couple crooked numbers against him. That would be that'd be awesome to see. And then Hunter Green for the Reds. He was supposed to start on Saturday. Reds moved him up. I think that's also be, I think it's more because of uh Brett Kennedy um wanting to have an extra arm in the bullpen. With the Reds just having that double header, I think they looked at their their pitching situation and said, "Yeah, we we need an extra arm." And of course, Brandon Williamson ended up going six innings tonight, which changed it. But if Brandon Williamson, for instance, had only gone like three innings tonight, I think the Reds would have been in a really dire situation. So I think that's what it is. So it's it's lining up. It could be Connor Phillips making his big league debut on Saturday. Probably Ben Lively. We'll talk more about that a little bit more tomorrow. But Hunter Green, obviously coming off that really bad start, um, but good news. Number one, Hunter Green's pitched much better on the road this year. He's got a 3.31 ERA in nine starts on the road, 7.24 at home. So this is a good ballpark for him to pitch in. And his only career start against the Diamondbacks last year, seven innings, one hit, no runs, no walks, eight strikeouts. Current Diamondbacks, two for 22. That's an 091 average with zero extra base hits against Hunter Green. I feel good. I feel good. I think... I think Friday night's going to be a good night for the the Red Legs. 
I, I do too, Nick. I, I, I really do. I, I, I felt I felt disgusted once this game was over because it felt like, you know, this was like a huge momentum win. I know it sounds wild, but I thought if, if they found a way to win tonight, I think they were going to take three or four from them. That's kind of what I had in my mind. Now now it's like, okay, you know, find a way to split. That'd be great. Um, again, win one game and you got the tiebreaker against Arizona. That's a huge momentum. That's a huge momentum deal there. Um, I do believe if you split against the Cubs... I think you might have the tiebreaker against the Cubs. Don't don't hold, hold me to that. I definitely know if they take three or four yes. from the Cubs. Yes. But I'm pretty Reds sure are, if they they split with the Cubs, right? If they split with the Cubs, Reds ahead, are four Nick. and three, four and three yeah. right now. So if yeah. they split, yeah. So they split with the Cubs. They they take that series again. That's another two game swinger. So we have the ability here to hold tiebreakers over these teams, which is a whole extra game. That otherwise, you know, you you you, you have to defeat. So I, I I feel good. I feel good. You should feel good too. Brett Kennedy also could still start on Saturday. I guess I should point that out as well. They they may have they may have, since they didn't have to use him tonight. He may he may they may just decide to start him on Saturday. They might have just it just I think it might have been just to give them more flexibility too. So that was one other point that I meant to mention in that whole Reds switching up the rotation. Uh, if you haven't already, uh, there's some other shows that are really really cool. If you're a Bengals fan, every Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday night, Kyle Kasky used to be the uh, running backs coach for the Cincinnati Bengals, along with other teams as well in the NFL. I think he coached for 11 years in the NFL, uh, but he does the Chatterbox Clicker on Tuesday nights. He's going to break down some film for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's going to be an unbelievable show. If you're a uh, if you're a football fan in general, I think you can learn a lot from that show. I, I don't say this lightly just because he does it for us. I think he does an unbelievable job. He does an unbelievable job, Kyle Kasky does. And if you want to laugh, I'm going to tell you right now, these guys might be the two funniest guys in Chatterbox, uh, Chuck and Houdini. You should go give them a shot. Uh, it's on all the podcast platforms. You can go check out The Chatter. Just download it. Give it a download. Listen to it. Check it out. It's not just sports. It's kind of sports, and it's got some got some culture to it. There's some humor involved. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's funny. I, I think they're funny. I'm telling you right now. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Chatterbox Bengals here. Uh, very similar to this show. I think we try to set a trend here with Chatterbox uh, Reds. We try to set a trend. Chatterbox Bengals, they'll be live after the post-game show um, on Saturday uh, for that preseason game. And then the big-time stuff happens tomorrow, of course, off the bench. Not with Tom Brenneman. Uh, Tom is, uh, is, is closer to making, hopefully, an appearance in the studio. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but until then, it is me, Daily Show, with, uh, with Trace Fowler until Tom's back. Thank you as always for people that uh, that that support us, man. We 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 really do appreciate it. Our our channels, our platform in general, has uh, has 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 risen, and uh, and I can't tell you how many guys pour so much time, effort, and energy to to put out content that aren't full time. If I had a goal in mind with Chatterbox, and I don't, I'm not just saying this because Kirby's here, uh, but I really do mean this. Uh, I don't think we're that far away from getting some people some full-time opportunities here. Obviously, advertising dollars are the way that you make that happen. What do advertisers want? They want people to watch the stuff, as many viewers as you can possibly get. We're going to try to do that in a, in a genuine way, though. Um, I don't really want to become a clickbait service. I know that's the way that media goes. I know that's the way that it's, uh, it's kind of drawn up on the chalkboard of how you're supposed to go about running a media company is just basically try to get a bunch of Skip Baylesses out there and say a bunch of crazy stuff all the time and and see if that's the way you can't drum up business. I like to think that if we uh, if we just continue to hammer home Cincinnati sports and we cover it as well as we possibly can, I am uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that one day we can get some more full time people on here. Uh, Nick Kirby's at the top of that list. So 
Uh, the more you like the streams, the more you the more you spread the word about what we're doing. Um, I know it. I know it's not just about uh, making money. And really, we're, we don't. I don't ever expect to get super wealthy off of this in the first place, anyways. But I would love to try to give some people an opportunity to do this full time because at the end of the day, if Nick Kirby can do this good of a job with another job, I'd love to see what he could do uh, if 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 this was just basically the main thing that he did. And I think that you'd be happy about that too. So my point is, if you spread the word, it means a lot to us. Okay, I know I know that kind of may seem like a shtick. It might seem like oh, you know, it's not that important to light the stream. It's not that important to help us grow. Um, ultimately, at the end of the day, if you really want us to continue to have uh, a show and do well, um, we really do appreciate you spreading the word. All right, guys. Uh, this has been Chatterbox Reds late night edition, as always. It is August 25th. They play a baseball game today. The Cincinnati Reds do. Hopefully, we can find a way to win today, and uh, we'll keep it moving. But as always, thank you for watching this show. But do us a favor, if you're not already. Go like the stream. Go download, rate, and review Chatterbox Reds. We love y'all. Take care of yourselves. As always, go Reds.